Hello and welcome to another episode of Living Free with RP. I'm your host, Michael Tubiak, and today we have Diane Musa, all the way from Australia. Uh, she has just a wonderful heart, and I think you're going to really uh, take a lot away from this episode. So here is Diane's journey. All right. I just want to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you very much for taking the time out to be on it. No worries. Thanks for having me, Michael. You're very, very welcome. Uh, so tell everybody about yourself, introduce who you are and tell us about your family and, uh, you know, just, you know, tell us yeah, about sure. Diane. Okay. <laughs> so my name is Diane Musa and I'm from Sydney, Australia. I'm 38, I'm single, I come from a really large family. Um, I have Middle Eastern heritage, both my parents are from uh, Lebanon. So I've got three brothers, and two sisters, and nine nieces and nephews, and a couple of sister-in-laws and a brother-in-law. Um, yeah, I uh, live on my own, um, I live life you know, as fully as possible with someone living with RP. Um, I also have older sister and younger brother who also has RP and we were all diagnosed uh, at the same time. Um, I guess my passion in life is helping people uh, see what they don't see for themselves. Um, and people often think, well, if you're, you know, vision impaired or blind, how do you do that? And I think, well, you know, there's more than one way of being able to see. You know, you have the eyes of your heart. You know, you can see for me using my ears. Um, you know, my hearing has become quite strong over the years. And it is true. I, I believe that when you lose one sense, um, your other senses become a lot, a lot stronger. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, when did this uh, all begin? At what age were you when you got diagnosed? So I was 11. Um, I had grown up wearing glasses uh, throughout my childhood. I'd had an operation on my eye when I was four years old on my right eye for a lazy eye. Um, and then as I was getting older, I found it really challenging getting around and being able to see and the classification of the glasses that I'd been wearing just weren't really strong enough. And, you know, I'd gone through all of my sort of early learning without teachers sort of picking up that maybe there was something wrong with my eyes because I found it really difficult to 
you know, see the chalkboard and I'd have to sit up really close and then I'd still be struggling. And, you know, I began to find um, going from one environment, for example, being outside in, in the sun and here in Australia, it's, it's quite strong. And then walking into a dark room, taking time for my eyes to adjust, I found that was becoming increasingly difficult. Um, then obviously with RP, you know, the first uh, sign that, you know, you have this condition is, is the loss of night vision. And uh, I remember one night coming out of a relative's house and I yelled out to my mum, I can't see, help me. And she's like, oh, don't be silly. You've got school tomorrow. Get in the car. We've got to get home. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I promise you I really can't see. Please help me. And uh, so she came and took my arm and, and got me in the car. And it was a very scary moment, not really fully understanding, you know, what was going on at that time. And I guess over the next, you know, sort of few weeks and months, you know, my family were noticing that uh, my vision, you know, it was getting uh, worse. And um, I noticed for myself, um, you know, if I'd be outside of an afternoon, evening, um, there was a, a lady that lived next door to us. She was an elderly lady. And often after school, I'd go and visit her and just sit with her and make her cups of tea. And her English was not great. And so um, just giving her that company. And when I'd walk out of her house to walk up the street to come back home, unless the streetlight was on, I couldn't find my way back home. And it was just becoming really scary. And um, so, yeah, we had, well, I was tested um, with my optometrist and he was like, I think something is going on here. You need to go have further tests done. And uh, then funny enough, uh, my sister and brother were also having difficulty with their vision at the same time. So it was decided that all three of us would go to uh, one of the major hospitals here in Sydney, Prince of Wales Hospital, and we were all tested. And uh, that day uh, it was announced that, yeah, all three of us uh, had RP. And I remember that day being sort of like having all these things poked and prodded in my eyes and, you know, stuck around my head and, um you know, all these different eye drops and, you know, all these adults sort of buzzing in and out of the room and it's like, what's, what's going on? No one really, like, fully explaining the situation. Um, and being a kid, it's really hard to kind of take in, you know, what's going on. Um, I, I remember <clears throat> quite distinctly and it's, it's a memory that, you know, I've lived with for many years um, when coming home, you know, seeing my mom just so distraught, you know, just rolling up into a ball on the couch and, you know, just sobbing her guts out. And um, that has been, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a, a memory that, you know, when you see that, it's, it's hard to forget. Um, and, you know, your life becomes different from that point of diagnosis. You know, people start seeing you and treating you in a different manner. Um, so not only, like, was I diagnosed with RP, um, three and a half months 
later, I was diagnosed with a spinal condition called scoliosis. Ooh. I don't know if you know what that is. Yes, uh, uh, a, with the curvature of the spine. Exactly, yes. So um, I had to go in for major surgery. Um, I had seven and a half kilos of ligament and tissue removed off my spine. Ooh. I spent two and a half months flat on my back in hospital. I had to wear a fiberglass brace and I had to learn how to walk all over again whilst my vision was starting to deteriorate. So, you know, for a kid trying to understand what it was like to suddenly go from, you know, being able to see and then that becoming more challenging. And I, I feel and I believe in hindsight with the surgery that I've had with my spine and then, you know, other medical conditions um, that have happened along the way has had an impact on my vision. I feel that, you know, when you're under a lot of stress physically and emotionally, you know, it can really uh, impact uh, your vision. That, that's what I felt for myself anyway. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, getting back to what you said before about uh, like your mom's reaction um, and it's just like something you always just sticks with you. Uh, yeah, I can, uh, I can uh, totally still remember to that day and say my mom's reaction as well crying sitting there in the room you know uh when yeah. i got diagnosed so it's, uh, you're absolutely right that's that's those moments are strong and uh but do you remember exactly how you felt though like when you got that diagnosis at 11 yeah i remember just not understanding what was going on that uh you know this big long words had been said to me retinitis pigmentosa and I sat there sort of thinking, what is that? You know, um, I wasn't uh, immune to not being, you know, in, uh, you know, with eye specialists and eye doctors. Like I had sort of grown up with all of that. But when you're in this big hospital and you've got all these people rushing in and rushing out and, you know, you're sort of getting the information secondhand because I was just a child at that point in time. And clearly, you know, my mom was the one receiving the information. And so how do you relay that to a child? And not only just to me, but my older sister and younger brother at the same time. So, you know, for many people, uh, many parents, you know, they would have, I would think mostly one child or, or you know, teenager who, is diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa, but then to have three of your children at the one time, I don't know how I would cope with that sort of information. No, that's a, that's a lot, especially when it's something that you don't even, you know, you're not aware of. Yeah. You know, Correct. Like you, and we'd something. never, we'd never sort of grew up my family and I sort of knowing anyone with any sort of disabilities, whether it be physical or sensory. So um, it was quite a shock. Uh, my other siblings then had to be tested to see whether they would be carriers. Um, and yeah, they don't have RP. Um, so there's three of us in the family that do and, and three that don't, um, which is oh, okay. really interesting. Yeah, There's uh, no other family members besides my siblings and I who have RP. Oh, wow. You're the lucky ones. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you had, and you had to show off well, and have some scoliosis also. Yeah, absolutely. Overachiever. Absolutely. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, I don't do things by halves. I don't. No, you got to go all in, Michael. Like... <laughs> so um, where is your vision think, currently? I, Sorry. Uh, no, well, I was just going to say, I tend to think that, uh, you know, you say we're the lucky ones. I think, you know, um, it's a case of I've just been learning the last couple of years that, you know, life happens for you and not to you. And it's what you choose to do with what you're given. Uh, you know, you've got to make the best out of, uh, you know, difficult situations. And so I guess the, the real rhyme and reason as to why, you know, I wanted to hop on this podcast today with you is that even though we all, you know, those of us that are being interviewed by you have RP, we all have different journeys. We've all had different situations that have occurred in our life. And just because we all have RP doesn't mean that we're all the same. Mm. And I also always think that, you know, where you can have the opportunity to, you know, educate people, but also take what you've experienced in your own life, take that pain, take that challenge and uh, help others, um, I just see that as, as huge satisfaction for me. No, that's what's up. I mean, because, I mean, when you think about the amount of genes that cause, you know, mm. you know, RP, you know, and, and, and all that stuff. And then when you think about when you combine the different locations that we all live in mm. around the world and exactly. the different situations where in terms of, you know, some people have, some countries have no public transit and have no, mm. have difficulties with that and all that stuff. Some countries like yes. the disabled are very uh, well taken care of. Um, I, yes, interviewed, exactly. I know I interviewed someone in, I think from Finland and in Finland, they pay for everything. Like, like wow. everything is free for the disabled, you know, like the bus, mm. everything, all that stuff. So yeah, like you're right. That's the reason. And that's the reason why I like having people on here to share their, their journey, because yeah, exactly. Everyone's mm. journey is absolutely different. I mean, mm. um, we, yeah, we share similarities. I mean, yes. your night vision sucked. My night vision sucked, you know, yes. like, you know, things like that, but maybe I had better night vision longer than you did. I don't know. You know, mm. it's, it's yeah. all, all different. And you might have different mm. tricks that yes. helped you get by and, and yes. survive these years. Yeah. Um, or, you know, just other events, just, the way you look at mm. things could be totally different than a lot of people. And that could be exactly. really, um, it could be very inspiring, you know, to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what does Diane like to do? Like, what is your, like, what's a, what's a good hobby of yours? Um, I love music. Definitely love music. And um, I think um, spending time with people that, you know, mean the world to me, um, quality time. Um, is huge for me um, and I just as I said earlier like I love helping people to see what they don't see for themselves so you know I, I see into people and situations and I'm able to you know help them um, define and, and clarify you know what they might be walking through in their own life or experiencing in that moment um, yeah that's a huge passion um, of mine well have you ever thought about being a motivational speaker <laughs> um I sounds like something people, that you might you might you know, want to do yeah <laughs> I have had people <laughs> say that to me and, and I've had little opportunities um you know here and there and, and 
like today been able to you know share my story um which you know i i find such a privilege to be able to do each time because every time you share part of your story and um you know what you've walked through i find that i even learn more about myself in those moments um so yeah, I, I um, have definitely had that <laughs> said to me. Um, yep, I tell you a couple of times now. If that's, I always say, follow your passion, you know, and that's, that's yes. you know, whatever you're passionate about. Like, you know, for me, fitness and things like that. For you, you know, yes. it sounds like you yeah. want to do this, and and that's awesome. Yeah. And then it's all about inspiring people, and that's I think that's what we exactly. should be doing. You know, exactly. I think for me, in the last couple of years. It's been about um, you know, self-development and growth and learning more about my own self and my journey and, um, you know, figuring a lot of things out and healing from a lot of things and um, gaining new perspectives and, you know, new mindsets. And um, I feel that, you know, that's the thing, like, you know, you can take learnings from things that you've walked through and that you've been challenged by and um you know try and you know take that um within yourself and then you know in turn help other people you know um walk through their well, stuff of, as well yeah exactly so speaking of helping people i'm going to steer it another yeah. direction because i don't get a lot of single people on the podcast so and i always <laughs> i like to i always said that coming into this season doing this uh with this podcast i, I wanted to dive more into the yeah. uh start to, you know into the dating thing side of of rp and and all that stuff and what maybe struggles uh yeah. you've had um yeah. in that yeah. in that realm so and when do you start saying to somebody oh hey before it gets serious let me just tell you that you know what you might be in store for in the future so when does that conversation come up well, for you and what struggles have you had uh, in the dating world yeah um for me i value honesty and so you know i know there's a lot of people out there that will say these are the you know top five top ten strategies of how you're meant to talk to someone when you you know are online and talking to people and you know this is how you should do it and I sort of think to myself how would I want to be treated and I as I say I value honesty so you know if I'm chatting with someone and the messages are going back and forth um, and it gets to the point where they say do you want to meet up I find that's the moment to say hey I think you know this is a great conversation that we're having you seem like you know a decent person I don't want to waste your time I just want to be upfront and say and let you know that I'm actually legally blind and then I often get the message and the response of well how are you texting me and I think <laughs> to myself come on we're living in the 21st century like hello so, you know, I politely write back and, you know, go through the whole field of, you know, I've got speech software on my phone and although <laughs> I can't see your picture, you know, it's mainly what you've written. I, I have a rule of thumb. I don't, you know, um, have conversation with people that don't take the time to put anything in a profile. I just think 
no, if, if you can't sort of be bothered to do that, then obviously, you know, you're not going to really take the time to want to get to know me and have a conversation. Um, so what I find is once we get through the whole, how are you texting me? How is it possible? Sometimes I'll get a response. Voice text is real, people. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My, like, um, I don't understand. Like, that's I, not even, I, that's something everybody knows. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Um, Continue. I'm sorry. So I had to put that I'll, in there. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Um, so, most of the time, you know, I'll get the response of, oh, it's not a problem. And then there'll be a little bit more conversation and then nothing, like complete oh, blank. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And so sometimes there won't even be a response. It'll just be nothing. And then, you know, you go back to your list and you think, oh, where is that person? They're no longer in the list. They've disappeared. Um, at first, uh, I, I really found it quite uh, disheartening. And now I feel that, you know, when that happens, I think, well, you know, your loss, my gain, next person, you know, because I think that, you know, just because you're not able to see, you have an eye condition, doesn't mean that it, you know, you're not able or capable in every other way. You know, I'm mm -hmm. still a woman and I still have needs like every other woman out there. Um, you know, the only thing for me is that my eyes, you know, are, are faulty. Yeah, um, right. You know, I got <laughs> I've one got issue a here. Brain, I've got a mouth, <laughs> you know, and um, good you're person with a good heart. Yeah, you're not no, broken. absolutely you know, not. Just, yeah. And in actual fact, Michael, we all are impaired in some way or another. Definitely. Unfortunately, for me and and for like yourself, our impairment is obvious it's out there for all to see because i get around by using a long white cane so you know what tends to happen is that people see the cane first and person oh, yeah. second mm -hmm. and so it's a case of having to really keep like that communication line open and educating people and teaching people that you know it's it's not vision impairment first it's person first I'm a human, <laughs> not oh, yeah, what is absolutely not what is impacting me. Uh, you know, it's it's who I am, and then everything else secondary. Absolutely. Has anybody ever joked with you, like a guy will say, like, "Well, oh, that's good. You know, I don't have to worry about if I'm ugly." Yeah, I have had those <laughs> comments, which has been a lot of fun. Um, and, like, I can know, touch your face. You get I a can great tell. laugh. No, no. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you I would imagine you laugh. have to you dive get a great more. Laugh in. Out of that. Oh, absolutely. I would think you have to dive more yeah. in, um, dive more into the personality. You know, it's true. Like, you know, you're not, yeah, you don't go sure. on basic physical attraction like like a lot of people would do. I mean, <laughs> but not necessarily because now the online dating thing is actually like that's like pretty much like the way to go now. So, I mean, a lot of people are pretty much, mm. you know, talking to each other first before there's any, um, you know, physical interaction. So. Yes, particularly I mean, you're, you're, with you're COVID doing, and, and lockdown. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. So you're doing the same thing as really anybody else, you know, would be doing. Exactly. You're exactly. just other, you're, just, I mean, you're I, just putting that out there, you know. Yeah, and, and the whole process of, you know, being, you know, someone with RP and, and putting yourself out there, you know, you really have to um, 
push your doubts and your fears aside and um you know, I think that's something through you know that most people would, you know, um, experience anyways. But you know, not being able to see and really wanting to put your best foot forward, you know, has its challenge as well. Because not only are you trying to, you know, show yourself just as strong, capable as any other woman, but you're also trying to prove to your own self that. I've got this. I can do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's been quite up and down um, and it's definitely been interesting. Um, I really, you know, hadn't delved into all of this side of life until after I moved out of home. Um, I wasn't really in a position to do it when I was living at home. Um, and so... Yeah, the last couple of years um, has been, pardon the pun, but quite an eye opener. Now, wait a minute. You mentioned your, you, you know, you like people to take the time out to fill up their their dating profile. Now, mm. in your dating profile, does it mention that you have retinitis pigmentosa? Does it mention your vision? No, it does not. Have um, you thought about adding that? I had like thought putting about it all out it, there and just. I had thought about it, but I've also heard of many people with disabilities here in Australia anyway who have disclosed their disability, whether it be physical or sensory, and then they've had all sorts of weird people um, you know, contacting them, and I just feel that to keep myself safe and, and uh, protected, to, to not go down that path. Oh, because okay. I feel that if, if someone is going to want to connect with me, mm-hmm. they're going to want to connect with me as a person, regardless of whether I can or can't see. That, that's my perspective. Right. Now, I was kind of curious. I was just wondering if like, that mm, was something you yeah, ever sure. thought of. Like I said, I don't get a lot of yeah. people, single people on here. So it's, I think mm. anybody listening right now, you know, it, yeah. they'll get some uh it'll give them insight when you know how maybe they should handle that if you know they're single and young yeah. with rp and all that stuff so uh definitely i mean you want to make sure that you've got you know good people around you that you can also you know when you get to the point where you feel like okay this conversation might be going somewhere and you've got a really good girlfriend or guy friend and you can turn around and say hey can you look at this picture what does he look like? What does she look like? Like, you know, can you give me your perspective? Do they have serial killer looking eyes? Like, you know, <laughs> can you, you let me know sure. if this person has crazy eyes yeah. or not? <laughs> exactly. I just want to make sure I'm not getting myself into an awful situation. <laughs> well, these things are really important. Really, really important. So you have to have um, that best friend or close friend that could be your um exactly your, your wing woman or uh, wing exactly. Man. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly so right. if you're out there, remember, you know, get that strong wind, yeah. wind man or wing woman to uh, double check, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what your absolutely. friend, your visually impaired person's friend you're yeah. looking at. <laughs> they say, if they say no, you do not pursue. Okay. You listen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this guy looks I think, suspect. You know, <laughs> exactly. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's possible, uh, you know, to... Um, have a relationship and that's something that you know I would ultimately love one day Um, but it's also about finding the right person and um, you know someone that's going to still see you as an equal 
and yeah. not as someone that they feel like they have to take care of because, you know, yes, my RP, it, it does limit me in some respects in my life. But at the same time, I actually bring a lot to the table as well. You know, there's a lot of things that I am capable uh, of being able to do. And, uh, you know, I definitely feel that I can bring a lot to somebody else's life. And, uh, you know, as an equal, not not just someone who can't see. Right. But I think what we're seeing, though, in the few, is a lot of times is people dive in, go, yeah, yeah, no, no, I could, you know, I, I, I yeah, I get it. You're going blind, blah, blah, blah. But then they, mm. but then all of a sudden it's years later and, you know, yeah, you're obviously getting to the point where, you know, yeah, I need rides here. You're, you're, the other person has to be depended on even more like, a, you know, mm. they're the rock now. And they're like, yeah. I didn't sign up for this there. They don't really, they like, they don't realize like where mm. this is going. Mm. Like, how, you know, and, and I think people yeah. sometimes don't, fully understand that sometimes that okay yeah maybe i'm doing this good right now when we met you know but i need to really understand that it's not always going to be like this it's going to get tough i mean like you know most you know marriages and things like that it's gonna be it's gonna be tough but you gotta work at it but a lot of people are just like it's not i mean you see it on the you know facebook groups and things like that that a lot of people their relationships don't work out because like i said their other spouse or whatever it's just not it's they're like it's just too stressful for them you know yes yeah. So those are the things I just I, worry I, about sometimes. It sucks if that happens. It does, yeah. I think for me, just going back to when I was diagnosed, you know, at 11, I distinctly remember that um, one of the medical staff, you know, listening to them speak to my mom, say that, you know, this disease, this, this eye disease, you know, your children, they'll definitely be totally blind by the age of 40. And I remember hearing that and I remember thinking to myself, no bloody way, that's not going to be me. Now, it wasn't a sense of denial. It was just this sense of, no, I, I, don't, I don't want to accept that. I, I choose not to accept that. That's not my life. That's not my destiny. That's not, you know, why I was born, to live not being able to see, to be completely blind. I remember just in that moment refusing to accept that. And then, you know, over the years when, you know, I'd have a couple of years of deterioration and then I'd have a couple of years of stability. I mean, you know, for me, it's always been about wanting to live a life that's just as normal as a sighted or able-bodied person. And having that belief and that desire within me, I feel whether it be, you know, engaging in relationships with with people or work or education or just being out and about in the community, just hanging on to that belief has gotten me, you know, to the place of uh, earlier this year, I actually headed over to uh, Germany for treatment uh, on my eyes. Um, last year, a friend of mine asked my siblings and I the question, what would you do if there was somewhere where you could get help for RP? And all three of us, my, my other siblings and I said, as long as we don't have to be cut open, as long as there's no sort of experimental surgery of cutting into the brain, sure. Absolutely. Of course, you'd do anything to gain some sight back. 
and we applied for this particular clinic over in Germany, uh, in Berlin. Uh, it's, is it it's Federov? Called... Yes, it is. I did You've not heard go. Of I was approved and I did not go. Why not? <laughs> oh, because I, I just, the more and more research I did to it, the more skeptical I became. And uh, okay. so I, I just didn't think like for the amount of money that it was going to take to get over there and all that stuff, it wasn't, mm -hmm. I felt risk wasn't worth reward. So I, I, you know, went with okay. it. that was my, that was my personal feeling. It was just, it okay. just wasn't worth the risk. Yeah. You know, go all that way sure. and, and get okay. nothing you know, out of it. How well, did it work for you? We applied and well, um, my siblings came back with their results of saying, look, we're not saying don't come, but we're not saying come. We don't believe that you'd be strong enough candidates, um, oh, okay. you know, to, to receive the treatment. And then when I got my email on my response and it said, we're giving you an invitation, you definitely would be a strong candidate. A part of me just went, what the beep? I've been accepted, but my siblings haven't been. And I weird, right? really, I struggled with making the choice. And I, I remember the night that I received the email, I called my friend. I said, did you see, did you see? Because he was also getting the correspondence at the same time. He was assisting my siblings and I to fill out all the paperwork. And it's like, yeah, I don't understand why you've been accepted and they haven't. And then I had to make the hard decision of how can I go and get this help and my siblings are not. And I felt this sense of guilt come over me. And then I, I guess I came to the place of realising that it would actually cost me more not to go than to go. And I felt that I had to say yes. And I felt that the reason why I was given that opportunity was that my belief and my mindset over the years and my choices of not stopping and not, you know, sitting back when a lot of the time people would say, no, you can't do this and no, you can't do that and that's not possible and that won't happen and my constant pushing through and, um, you know, breaking down <laughs> other people's assumptions and false expectations over me really opened up that door for me to be able to go over to uh, Federal Restore Vision Clinic in Berlin and get that treatment. Um, so I headed over to Germany on the 6th of January. <clears throat> and uh, oh, when was this? You know, How long ago was this? This year. So the 6th oh, of January. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I had, you know, people say to me, even family members, you're nuts. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Where the hell are you going? <laughs> Can't you wait? And my response to them was, well, if you've been struggling with a condition for 27 years of your life and suddenly you're given the gift of an opportunity to get help, wouldn't you effing take it? I said, I'm not waiting another moment. You know, I've been waiting my whole life for help. You know, I would constantly be asking my ophthalmologist here in Australia, is there any research, is there anything going on? You know, is there any new developments? No, nothing, no, nothing. It took a layperson to hop onto Google and research and find a clinic overseas 
to get some assistance. <laughs> so, um, as I said, I left on January the 6th and mm-hmm. uh, treatment, treatment started on the 11th of January. Um, it was a very intense time over in, in Germany with the lockdowns. Um, it was... It was challenging. I mean, I remember the first morning arriving at the clinic and I was so nervous. I mean, even the night before, I remember sitting in the apartment with my friend and I was in tears. I'm like, what if this doesn't work? You know, my, my family have, you know, put all the money up for me to be able to come over here to do this. And just this pressure that I started to feel this anxiety within myself. Oh, that's a lot, what, what, what if I, you know, let everyone down by being here? And um, then I had to start to look at it from the perspective, well, I'm here and what if it works? And then that was the question that my friend asked me. He's like, but what if it works? Stop focusing on the fact that it may not. And um, so, yeah, I remember turning up that first morning and when I arrived, they're like, no, 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 your friend can't come in with you. Rules of, you know, COVID, you have to yeah, come in by right, yourself. Yeah. Yep, right. And I'm like, and I was just like freaking out because I don't speak German. My friend that was there with me did. Oh, and, okay. gotcha. you know, sitting in that waiting room by myself, I was like, it was very overwhelming. Um, and, yeah, like the first part of the morning, there was a lot of testing being done of my field vision. Um, some scans were done, um, lots of questions and things like that. And then in the afternoon, I actually met with uh, Dr. Fedorov. He's an amazing man, so dedicated to his work. Um, and then that afternoon, the first treatment began. Um, so it's electrical stimulation. Um, that is performed. Um, 10 sessions, I think, or is it 12 sessions? I can't remember. Uh, 10. Right? 10, 10 sessions, sessions over X amount of day. Yeah. yeah. It, correct. Yeah. And you have a break. Mine was between. like six years ago. I got proved like in 2015, like December. So yeah. I'm just trying to remember wow. how far along ago. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I found over the time that I was over in Germany that I was starting to notice different changes happening with my eyes. Um, things that I hadn't noticed in such a long time. One of the key changes that has happened for me with receiving the treatment is that it would take me up to 20 to 30 minutes for my eyes to adjust from being outside to oh, indoors. Okay. And, so now, like, uh, and now, and now, yeah, right. yeah, and now it only takes, you know, up to five to 10 minutes. And that's been huge for me. Um, you know, I would notice walking into the foyer you know, in the morning at the clinic in Germany. And I would notice things like being able to see uh, the outline of the lift doors and, you know, being able to um, notice like different things along the ground or um, the contrast of like things being black or white was a lot clearer for me. Um, There were days where, and they did explain this to me, that, you know, I would have fatigue and that, you know, it wouldn't be as strong and then other days it would be stronger. And I did I did notice that. Um, but even as I've come back home to Australia after being at the clinic, um, I was, I've been working on a, a software program that uh, they provide for the first month. And um, you do that every day and uh, 
it helps to really retrain the brain and the eyes to work together. Um, I, I've noticed so much more things um, with my eyes. One of the biggest challenges whilst I was over there that uh, Dr. Fedorov um, found was that I had cataracts in my eyes, which I knew about. Oh, yeah. And I had, I had explained, you know, and asked my doctors back here in Australia, do you think I should do anything about them? Do you think they need to be removed? And every time they'd say, no, 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 they're fine. We'll just monitor them. There's no point. You've got RP, you know, um, nothing major. Well, when I was over at the clinic in Berlin, Dr. Federov, you know, put me on a machine and he said, I can't actually see into the back of your left eye. The density of the cataract is, is so thick and I'm concerned that it will damage your optic nerve. You really need to get these cataracts taken out. And I became really pissed off in that moment because I had asked and I had pushed for the fact, you know, with my doctors back here. Seriously, don't you think these need to come out, RP or not? And they're like, no, 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 no. And so it takes a neurologist, which is what Dr. Federal is, um, to say, no, 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 you really need to get these taken out. So when I eventually got back to Australia, because when I was over in Germany, I got an email to say that my flight home was cancelled. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, due, to, due to the COVID restrictions, the Australian government had put a cap on the amount of people that were returning back into the country. Uh -oh. So I couldn't get a flight back home uh, with the airline that I had originally gone over to Germany with. I had to get a special government flight back um, from Frankfurt. So I had to go from Berlin to Frankfurt and then I had to quarantine for 14 days uh, in another state in, in Darwin, which is at the top part of Australia. Okay. So I didn't get back home. I was meant to be back home on the 3rd of February. I wasn't back home uh, until the 7th of March. Um, so it was <laughs> quite uh, <laughs> intense physically, uh, mentally, on the eyes. It, it was just a lot going on. And so right. I was... Then, uh, only able to have the cataracts removed in April. Okay. And I have found since uh, having both cataracts in the right and left eye removed, it's absolutely done wonders for me. The combination of the treatment received in Germany plus taking the cataracts out, um, I don't suffer with glare anymore. Um, I'm not getting the headaches. The pressure in my eyes was like really high when I was in Germany. Now it's, it's a much more um, stable uh, rate. I just had a checkup uh, just the other day with the eye doctor. And uh, last time I saw him, my right eye, I was seeing um, the eye chart, the top letters at 36 font at one meter. And when I went the other day, um, it's gotten better. At two meters, I'm seeing 24 font. Uh, I would not have been able to do that before treatment or before surgery. The left eye is still the same. I'm only seeing hand movement. But again, before treatment in Germany and before the cataracts, I, I couldn't even see hand movement. It was only light and dark that I was being able to to see. So, makes sense. For definitely, 
definitely improvement for me. Um, so I'm actually waiting to hear back officially whether I have responded to treatment um, from the clinic in Berlin. And I, I believe that I have responded because the things that I am beginning to see and, and, and they're little for me, which, you know, is huge, like, because they're things that I haven't seen in a long time, just noticing little things. And, and for me, what it's been about as well is that I'm not using my hands as much to feel for things. I'm forcing, you know, my brain to really scan with my eyes to try and locate, um, you know, different objects. And obviously if it's a struggle and then I still can't see it, then, you know, I'll put my hand out to, to oh, yeah. try and touch and, and find that particular object. But um, it's really exciting when, you know, you see something sort of pop out in front of you, like, oh, I haven't seen that in ages. Um, <laughs> You know, and, and even sitting in, in the eye doctor's office and, you know, when they said, oh, yeah, that's two metres and, and 24 font, I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, but that's I also always feel, good. absolutely. But I also feel, too, that um, one of the things that I'm, I'm learning, I, I have a, a mentor, a life coach, and, you know, we're walking through um, and learning about how, important and and how um the, the the i guess you know the the mind and the body how connected it really is and um how much of an impact you know the mind can have on the body and um i, I feel that you know what i'm learning um through that and also, like the choices, you know, that I'm making to keep stepping forward the best way that I can. I don't always get it right. And it's not always, you know, an inspiring day. There are some days where you kind of go, I don't want to face the world, um, <laughs> you know, but I, I feel that, yeah, the improvements that I've had with my vision um, over the course of um, this, you know, 12 months, I would say, um, yeah, I, I, like I'm flabbergasted by it, but also at the same time, I'm like, well, this is why I kept pushing through and this is why I never dropped the ball with the belief of I'm not going to be blind by the time I'm 40. You know, this is not me. This is not what I'm, you know, oh, called to be. Well, I'm glad you have good results for me. I mean, um, yeah. I remember the other reason why I did not do it is because uh, I learned that they were doing something here in the United States, very similar. So, oh wow. So, I mean, if that option, if I feel like it, I, I know there's a doctor, I think right here in, in where I live, in Connecticut, that uh, was also, I think, working with uh, the electric uh, stimulus and all that stuff. So, that was another reason why oh, I was fantastic. like, well, plus, like, uh, you mentioned your cataracts. One thing I was worried about, I have not gotten mine removed also yet. I mean, I've never been told I should, um, mm. but I thought about it because I didn't want to mm. lose my acuity because, you know. Mm. And I, you know, that's one thing I have really good right now. So, yeah. I mean, I, I could see still clearly, I could still look at my iPhone and see like small, tiny font and things like yeah. that. So, I mean, I was always concerned about those things. So, but I definitely agree with the, sometimes I guess maybe you should get a second opinion, even me. So you never know, Yeah. you know, that's you why we're know. talking to different I, people. I think like, you know, I can only share my experience like with you and, and with others, but at the end of the day, it's about 
what you believe and what you value and, and mm-hmm. what you want and, and it can only be you that makes that decision because like I know over the years like my family and friends with great intentions have always been like why don't you try this why don't you go to this naturopath why don't you try this vitamin why don't you try that and it's all been great and, and you try all that stuff but um you know when you get something that's quite tangible <laughs> that um you know I know that one of the things that the clinic were very upfront about in the beginning was that it may give you results it may not you know and I think right. they're up, up front you know comments and conversations with me about it um I think yeah like you know if they had said oh yeah yeah, yeah you're definitely going to get x y z percent back and then that didn't happen you know that would have set me up for a false you know expectation but oh, that was, the I was fact that they're very clear that was told Sorry? differently yeah i was told a little differently like based okay. on what you know the stuff all the stuff i sent they were like you know it was like oh yeah, it looks right. like we can do this and i don't know mm-hmm. I, I mean i'm usually not a skeptic but i am <laughs> you know like because you mm. start you know you go back and forth it's like uh, if this was really a thing like wouldn't like everybody be doing it like that's you know kind of like how he's looked you know and i think i know i definitely understand that there's people out there that are preying on people like us who mm. are desperate for that so yeah. i i always definitely like go okay wait a second you know and and i want to see yeah. results so i like hearing you know obviously you know good results from yours you know so i want to I hear everyone's side mm. i want to hear the people that were like hey yeah. i went to this guy and i didn't mm. get anything or yeah. i went to this guy and he did so <laughs> follow up i definitely want to like to follow up in the future i think what also helped too was that there is a facebook group um, of those people who have received treatment oh, that really? i was able to go on and have a look at people's feedback about their time over at the clinic and look i'd say 95 percent of people receiving treatment it was like they wish they had done it earlier or sooner mm-hmm. they wish they'd heard about it you know many years before and they'd received amazing results and then you know you had Gerard person that would say no it's a scam they don't help you you know and and I think some of that as I would read those comments was coming out of people's pain of not really getting what the, they wanted uh, results, during right. that time yeah mm-hmm. and that's understandable I mean you know it's heartbreaking when you know you think something's going to work and then right it doesn't and 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 I don't you know fully understand you know if it's going to work for some people why doesn't it work for everyone um yeah no, i definitely <laughs> have those think... same uh, feelings though like i wonder like back and i'm like oh should i have done it should i not have done it and uh no right now i have no regrets for me <laughs> I, I guess for me I'm, I'm someone that lives life not wanting to have regrets and not wanting to look back and go oh yeah i wish right. i would have done Just... this i wish i would have done that you right. know and i guess that was similarly with this um and so you know i didn't know whether it would help me or not but i had to give it a chance oh, yeah, i had to then, give myself a chance i had right. to give myself a chance i had to put myself in the game and go you know what i'm gonna give this my best shot and yeah i want to hear about i would like to follow up on because my other main concern would be uh what's the long term of it you know is that something that mm-hmm. It's going to go like the results you're seeing now, for instance, I mean, does it go away after a year and then you got to go back, you know, kind of thing. And, um, 
just like things like that. Like, I'm of you know. the understanding. I'm of the understanding that if I'm a responder, and I do believe I am, that I can go back and receive another round of treatment. Um, right. And what they're working with is the functioning site that you have or I have right now and also slowing down, you know, that process. Right. Um, have you considered think, getting, you know, always, um, oh, sorry. I was wondering if you have, have you considered say, getting gene testing? Uh, I have had that asked of me, but no, I because, haven't really gone down that path. Okay, I, mean, I would that I would highly recommend because then, you know, once you figure out the exact gene that is causing your RP, then that opens up trials and other things that could, you know, other mm. therapies, you know, but possibly local yeah. or more closer to you, um, that can also yeah. help you big time. For sure. So I don't know if that's like, yeah, something you were. Th- I mean, I'm sure. Obviously, we all been asked and. So I always say, cause I just got mine finally after like, you know, like 30, somebody. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, maybe I should finally figure out, you know, like what's the actual gene that I have. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that this way, you know, if a gene, like if they're like, Hey, we're making a trial or, or you know, we're making this, you know, yeah. therapy, whatever. Boom. You know, yeah. are you down for this? You know, mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm down for something that like, I know that we don't use the word cure because that's going to be some time. Yeah. Um, I know therapy seems to be the proper, you know, word. Do we go, go for therapy? Mm. Uh, mm. I'd be fine for something with something every year that I didn't have to travel too far. Yeah. Where I'd go, whatever it is, you know, X amount of, of my time. And yeah. uh, if it restores a little bit, keeps me, you know, good. And I do that once mm. a year or something, that would be, yeah. I'd be cool with that. Yeah. I mean, if there was something closer to home, I would have grabbed it. With oh, hand, right. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. There's just, there just isn't anything here in Australia like Federal Restore Vision. Oh, yeah. So I took the money though and I, I donated most. I'm, I donated that money to Foundation Finding Brightness. So, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much what I was going to do. I said, if I didn't go or, or any money left over from, because I was doing, I was, you know, trying to raise the money and stuff to go. Um, yeah. I said, I would donate to that. So, help more than myself, you know, and help yeah, other people. Sure. Then, so, yeah. So at least that helped. That was good. But no, I'm, I'm with you. Definitely. Like you try what you can. And uh, yes, I always just, but yeah, we have to be aware of our, our brains though, because sometimes our brains fool us, you know, when you, you know, yeah. when you're, you think you see something, you know, because your mm. brain has to fill in, take the information that from your eyes of what it has mm. and then fill in those mm. gaps. Like the, you know, the, the, the little holes we have in our vision that we can't see it guesses those mm. few points. Mm. So that's why we bump into things. And that's why we, you know, mm. miss certain things because our brain is tricking us. So it's like we're 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 fighting that at the same time. Mm, yeah, but I think for me, since having the treatment, it's like I see it, I believe it, and and there is that old <laughs> saying, you know, seeing is believing. And uh, you know, well, for I hope me, it works out. No- <laughs> <laughs> I have to help it work. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I, you. I, I I I it's tough. I think like when I'm stuck with years of just going, realizing when I look back, going, oh my god, like. Cause I did do that. I was just, Hey, I saw that. Oh, maybe, or I would be like, mm. Oh, why did I miss that? And then just ignore the fact that mm. it was my brain tricking me. And now I'm right. like, now I do the second guess. Now it's like, mm. is that there? Is that really what I'm seeing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, back it, yourself, it, Michael, back yourself. <laughs> yeah. I have to look and be like, wait a minute. You know, like, because like, I don't want to like, you know, cause it's like, I do a lot of the athletic events and I'm like, yeah. And there's times, you know, you're running and doing things and you're like, mm. well, I, mm-hmm. I think I can move safely over here. And then you go to do that. And it's like, you hit somebody. 
<laughs> you know, because yeah. like yeah. your brain is telling you what, you know, your brain, your eyes are like, yeah. oh, no, we're good. Like we're operating together. It's like, no, you're, mm. you're, <laughs> you're yeah. tricking me. So it's like, I, have, I always <laughs> second guess myself and always that. Yeah, so no, mm. it's, it's tricky. I mean, I, I mean, mm. I definitely think the brain is a wonderful thing. Don't get me wrong. Cause uh, mm. you mm. know, it does some fascinating things. Um, yeah. But yeah, we just got to, if the, the two can work together, then maybe that, that'll be, maybe that's the thing you have to work on making, having both your brain, and your eyes, like understand each yeah. other better. <laughs> like, listen, the information I'm giving you, you're not totally, you're totally not getting it. Like, it's like, you're taking it's the information I'm telling you, yeah. and then you're like, totally, totally giving me the wrong thing mm. back. Yeah. So mm. I think that's what's really happening. It's like oh, a partnership. Oh yeah. So tell me, yeah. what are some, uh, so who wins in a fight? The uh, wet floor sign or you? Uh, ask that question again sorry uh the you know do you have the uh i'm, I'm assuming you have the dreaded wet floor sign yes over yes, in australia yes. so yes. who wins who wins in that battle you are the wet um, floor sign uh usually my cane wins that battle, okay so. all right all right all yeah right. what about um, pride would you do you remember life before you're using your cane yeah do you remember um, before that tripping I, on him and kicking yeah, him and... yeah the sign would always win that's for sure <laughs> So you've since gotten, uh, you're getting some redemption since then. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good, good. Here's another one I like to, add. this is another one I always find fascinating. Mm. Um, in your dreams, are you visually impaired or fully sighted? I'm sighted. Like you don't feel anything different? Like the way you're, no, like no, you're no. just, you're I, Diane, I you're just rocking out, you know? Yep. I see. Okay. I don't have. I don't have a cane. Um, I've There's actually no had feelings. a dream. Okay. I had a dream many years ago that I had driven to my parents' place. I was in a car. <laughs> so yeah, I I always see as I'm. What, in my when was somebody went? Did you used to drive? No, I've never driven. And you've never driven. Wow, that's crazy. I've never so driven. You, you drove yeah. in a dream and had never driven. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Correct. <laughs> yeah. And, and I one... always see myself in the dreams, like walking around in a shopping mall, um, you know, just like every other woman, window shopping. Oh, yeah. Like I, I, I'm on my own. I'm not with someone else. I'm it, it must be doing your perspective. my own thing. It must be mm. your, the way you think, the way, you're, the way you are during, you know, obviously when you're awake, how yeah. you feel. And that's what comes through in your dreams. Well, see, I still use visual vocabulary i see i look i capture i view i've never changed my language just because i can't see and it's funny right. that people will be like oh um um should we not say that i'm like listen i still watch tv i you know still yeah, you're still physically watch watching it my, yeah right yeah you don't you see know, it so, maybe but you're still like there's still the act is still you're still viewing yeah still, yeah, like, yeah you know, ex exactly right you so, wouldn't say i'm hearing tv <laughs> No, no. I'm like hearing it's, TV. It's, it's like no. It's it's the perspective that you have on it. I get it. I get it. But that's what I'm saying. So I think yeah. because I mean I always notice mine is changing. You know, mm -hmm. I have I've had dreams where it's like I'm not, you know, where I'm where I know I'm visually impaired or yeah. I feel I shouldn't be doing something and and things mm -hmm. like that. So mm -hmm. I think and it's probably because I think I think about it a lot. So yeah, I think that just comes and plays out in the dreams. And then of course I've had dreams mm -hmm. also that you know I'm still. 100 yeah. percent normal so mm -hmm. i always like to ask that question because i always like to see the person yeah. and then the person's dreams like so now i could tell mm -hmm. that you're like you're you have this very positive very you know just 
hey, go with it. You know, like, you know, I'm not, yeah. it's not me kind of thing, which don't get wrong. I totally, yeah. I like, I like that because I don't like someone telling me something like, you always hear someone, oh, you, you should probably go get a job that you can do the rest of your life because you're going to yeah. be blind by a certain time. And I would be like, um, well, I'm good right now. So yeah. I'd like to do what I want to do right now. Like, I'm not going to just, exactly. I'm not going to just be like, oh, well, since I'm going to be blind, say by 40, well, I might as well just get mm. some other job that I want to do. It's like, no, mm. I would rather do the job I want to do or career or whatever exactly. until I'm 40. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. No, yeah. I, so I like that. You're like, I'm not going to roll over and just play dead because, nah. you know, this is what you're telling me, but you're not, uh, yeah. you're not a psychic. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so if Diane can get her vision back right now, mm-hmm. what's the first thing you're doing? I'm gathering my nieces and nephews in a room and All I'm right. looking at them. Oh, I like that. That's, good, that's always a good answer. I've gotten because a couple of that's good. I, I, I haven't seen what they look like from birth until now. I haven't been able to see the detail of their development. And um, Mm -hmm. I think if anything, you know, people have often asked me, you know, if you could see, what would you be doing? Would you drive? And I'm like, that's that's what taxi and Ubers are for. Like, you know, that's the main, that's the main thing usually everyone says though. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But for me, um, what has probably been the most disheartening part of having RP is missing out on what people look like and right. particularly mm-hmm. my nieces and nephews. I like that. Uh, the best so one I saw in my that last That would be the, the main thing. Because yeah, it reminds me, I mentioned this in the one I just recorded an episode just before yours. And um, I was mentioning to him that one of the best answers, one of the best answers I heard. So, I mean, I've heard a lot of, you know, obviously good, they're all good answers. Um, but one of the best was a guy said he would turn, he would just look at his wife because he doesn't know what she looks like. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was yeah. like, that's like, wow, you know, like that's deep. Oh, you know, like, you know, like everyone, everyone says yeah. drive or hey, go on a road trip, or, um, <laughs> just go for, like, yeah. uh, you know, go outside for a run at night, you know, things like that. Things that like we all take yeah. for granted, but you know, and they're like I said, yeah. all good answers. Everyone's answered. There's no yeah. wrong answer to that question. It's no. just, I like the perspective think- though. Yeah, I think then probably the next thing would be go to a cafe and open up a menu and read it for myself. <laughs> like, I got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, no, no. Exactly. I will order it for myself. <laughs> well, yeah, apparently I've heard that actually happen with a lot of people. Like when they go places with, say, somebody and they see mm-hmm. the cane, like they'll talk mm-hmm. to the other person, but not you. Exactly. Like, oh, exactly. oh and what will she be having? Like, like you're exactly. a five like year old. <laughs> You don't know how this is many my times friend, not my, have, not my daughter. Like, like, like. This is the amount of times that's freaking happened to me. I hate that. Like, like, I'm the, human. The, the person that I'm with will just go silent. And then the waiter's <laughs> kind of still looking, looking at them. Is and she I'm eating? Like, yes. And I will have such and such. Thank you very much. Yeah, does she like And they kind of get. Does she eat? <laughs> is Look. she human? Yeah. Is, he, is, she, is she human? Oh wait a minute! Cause she oh wait a minute! Cause she can hear me. Oh, yeah. she can hear me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Exactly right. I'm, exactly I'm lucky right. I, that has. And then I the feel other thing that, too. Oh, that? I was going to say the other thing too is that when you go to pay for you know something that you're about to buy or okay. you know, pay for your coffee or whatever, <laughs> and you take um, you know your card and they're like looking at you. Um, like how'd you find? Are it? you? 
how, how are you going to put your pin in? And then all of a sudden I'm like, tap, 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 put my pin in. Like I know like, where the numbers how are. Do you do that? How, how magic. Do you do that? magic. That's amazing. Oh, I always have that discussion. <laughs> that the yeah. store, <laughs> half the store is like <laughs> listening, thinking what the hell's going so on. So fascinating. And I can't, and then I kind of, you know, look at the person and go, yeah, it's just one of those things that you learn and become second nature. Look, sometimes there'll be an older person behind the counter and they're just like, they genuinely are surprised because oh, they yeah. may not have had they don't much know, interaction. So. But no. when you get the idiots, the young idiots that you think would know better. Oh yeah, they should. Like you said, voice text, like um, the whole texting thing, it was ridiculous because I'm like, wait a minute, I'm like, you know, like mm-hmm. I have friends that use voice text when they're driving. Like it's the same. Exactly. There's no difference. Oh no. Like, no I think no. I always say there's everything you do now that you're, you know, since you're visually impaired or blind, it's like everything mm. we do is amazing. So like, yeah. you could be like, Oh, I went and I, you know, I went shopping or I cleaned my house or I did this and they go, mm. what mm. you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I, I go, what clean my house. Like, like what a vacuum. And, uh, Mow my lawn, yeah. or, you know, anything yeah. you do that normally someone would just be like, oh, whatever, okay, yeah, it's mm-hmm. cool, whatever it is. It's amazing. You, you're you're yeah. inspiring. You've you've yeah. You paid for your own stuff today. Yeah, it's like you're a ten year old. It's like you're this like <laughs> it's like you're this like oh my oh good for you yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you did it yeah yeah oh you did you went shopping by yourself <laughs> <laughs> you're extraordinary like like uh, yeah. I'm doing anything that you know like you know I can mm-hmm. do these certain things uh you know I'm not completely yep. I'm not like useless or something like I mean. Yes, is it yeah, more difficult I'm, to do? Absolutely, but um, I found ways it's around. It's a constant. It's constant assumption. And, like you said, there's a number yeah. pad. You can figure out what, like, whatever your pin. You, exactly. you know where the numbers are. You know, there's X, only right. X amount of numbers. You know where one exactly. starts on there. So yes. you just gotta feel like. That's right. Why did you do that? You should be like, I am a magician. Yeah. I <laughs> I perform illusions. I know. You know. <laughs> it's just like. What? I'll take that one. Yeah, yeah. Like, watch, watch next. I'm gonna make a rabbit. I don't know. You take a rabbit. Like, 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 like. Yeah, it should make a whole spectacle of it all. It's like, yeah. and watch this. My I'm, in my cane, it folds up. Mm, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Every, you know what's so funny? Every time I take my cane out, I try to like whip it out like I am a magician. Like you know, yeah. Like, make it all you know come together like a transformer. I'm like yeah, like yeah, yeah. I was disappointed when it doesn't like lock in right. Yeah. I remember sitting down on the grass having lunch with a friend one day. We're out at the park, and this guy walks up to me and says, Cool drumsticks, dude. And I was like, <laughs> I've gotten no, that. <laughs> no, no. I'm like, No, it's a cane. I can't see. And That's like, awesome. Oh. Was, he, was he, did he immediately, did his reaction completely shift from yeah. like funny to <laughs> like, so Oh my God, I'm so like, Yeah. It was I disappointed. A, I had a girl come up to me in a bar. And mm. I had them on the counter. I had my drum. I had my drumsticks. Or sorry, my I had my cane. <laughs> I had my cane and yeah. on the bar. And she yeah. runs over. She's so yeah. like bubbly and happy. And she goes, "Oh mm. my god, those are those are the coolest." Like I think she called them some type of Chinese sticks or what do they call that? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Chopsticks. No, like Hecto. My friend was huh? telling me there's some kind of thing, right? Oh. And I'm like, okay. um, no, um, this is actually my cane. I'm visually impaired. And she mm-hmm. went from happy bubbly to mortified wow. like she felt so embarrassed 
And I was like, oh, no, 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 I go, don't feel embarrassed. That was like, I'm like that was a, that was the coolest like thing I've ever actually had someone ask me. Like, I mean, yeah. I've never heard that one before. So you know, she yeah. was there. it was like funny how quickly you could see yeah. that shift in her her demeanor. Yes. Like, oh my yeah. god, I'm awful. <laughs> like, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, you're okay. It's no, trust me. It's I, not I, the end of the world. That's that's it, trust me. It's hilarious. I mean, I loved it. Yeah. And so, but no, uh, I just want to thank you so much for taking time out today. That was. Uh, oh, uh, no a lot worries. of fun you uh you know like i said i'm sure i'm hoping a lot of people learn a lot from this and all your i hope so too. You shared you know is there anything final words you'd like to say to uh the the, the rp uh, community um i just say you know take life by the horns you know you never know unless you give something a go and you give yourself a chance um, you know, there are a lot of people out there who will say you can't. And, you know, I know for me, in my life, I've had the word no so many times thrown at me. And it's only really added, you know, fuel to the fire in my belly to keep going. And I'm actually really thankful for the people who have said no, because, you know, if people had, you know, said to me, oh, yeah, yeah, go for it, you can do it. Maybe it would not have pushed me as much to really try things and put myself out there um, in ways that, you know, the typical person, you know, probably would. And so I just think um, don't let, you know, other people's um, limiting beliefs over you dominate and dictate how you live your life, you know, whether that be family or friends or you know, um, just try and not take on, uh, you know, how are people going to respect, like react, you know, you're not responsible for, you know, the things that you want to achieve, the things that you want to try, you know, whether people are going to be for you or against you, you know, um, just give it a go, give, give yourself a chance and um, you just never know. Um, you know, what you'll be able to achieve. And I say it's better to try than not to try. So I, th I think that's what I would encourage people who live with RP that, you know, it's not a death sentence. You know, it's not something that has to keep you restricted and, um, you know, the thing that puts an end to your life. You know, um, it can be something to even pushing more along your journey and um you know the people that you might come across and meet and you know just just go for it oh well said well thank you so much again and uh i hope things continue to get better for you and uh, i will check thank back in so i want to i would like to hear more about uh i would like to you know maybe check back in like you know six months and see if uh, just how you're how the eyes are doing because i'm definitely uh, you know Sounds i'm great. curious about that especially for like i said other people who might be uh uh skeptical about the uh for sure journey. for sure that that sounds fantastic and it's been a lot of fun chatting with you today michael ditto <laughs> i always love talking to somebody <laughs> with rp so it's really easy <laughs> so have a good one uh was it i forgot what time is it now in your it's oh you're uh, in uh what time is it now? i know it's the next day tomorrow but what's that what we're, we're early it's uh, 10, 13 in the morning. Oh, yeah. So you have Australia. a whole day to enjoy. So enjoy the whole day. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And we'll be in touch, I'm sure. And I think it's definitely, and it's a good evening to you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'm off to go cook for the for the family. So, oh, enjoy. Thank you very much. So, have a good day. Okay. Okay. Bye. And this has been another episode of Living Free with RP. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.